ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Relationships Rule. I think this is episode 110, which is kind of cool because I never thought I'd make it this far. So I'm quite happy about that. And I am very excited about my guest, Colleen Biggs, who comes to us from Arizona today. So welcome, Colleen, first of all. Thank you, Janice, and congratulations on 110 episodes and for not giving up on yourself. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's so appropriate coming from you. And we have lots to talk about in that regard. I just want to give my audience a little bit about you. And then I'm going to dig right in with you because I think no one will tell it better than you, actually. But um, I met Colleen through, guess what? Networking. She has an amazing networking group that I um, was, I think that's where I'm, no, we were both actually at another networking event online that we met at. And I felt she was somebody I needed to get hold of and talk to because she was definitely a mover and a shaker and found out that Colleen indeed is an award-winning pioneer who empowers women to take the bold steps to lead up in their lives and in their businesses by stepping into the spotlight to expand their influence and attract more clients. Um, Again, as most of us in this day and age, we've come from corporate, so has Colleen, many years in corporate, consulting over 340 business startups, franchising, and voluntary national and local community service. I could go on and on. She's um, been part of a... um, book she or maybe several books she has her own magazine she has her own podcast she has her own networking organization and she and events 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 we're going to get into all of that and she um she cares and i think that's what it was that attracted me to colleen when we had our first conversation i could tell right away that she cares that women in particular are able to speak up and her name of of Colleen's organization is lead up for women speak up to lead up. So talk to me about that Colleen first, tell us where I know it comes from your heart. I know it does. So how did that happen? How did that start? Yeah. You know, um, what I'll share with you is perfect timing. The gardeners are here. Oh, that's okay. Just, you know, hit mute and then we'll never even hear them. That's what I do. I just hit mute and we'll never hear them. So for me, I didn't realize this until I, someone had asked me that question, you know, did you ever feel in your life that you didn't have the opportunity to speak up? And I thought about it and I went all the way back to my childhood because, you know, we go back as early as we can remember. And I come from a very abusive family and I'm not sharing that with anyone because I'm asking for anyone's sympathy because of that. But I do know that in my life, there was so many times that I didn't speak up or didn't have the opportunity or was scared to speak up for what I really wanted. Because if we spoke out of line, we were um, very much beaten for that. (laughs) So because of that, I think that was part of why I stayed quiet. Um, And when I was in the corporate world, 
I always wanted to be in line with how I was supposed to do things to not get in trouble, right? So I didn't speak up as much as I should. Now, that was early in my corporate um, career. That was not later in my corporate career, which I'll get to, but that is really the premise to me looking back. You know, they say everything we do is 80% controlled by our subconscious every day and only 20% by our actual conscious of what, you know, we're putting into action, but we run a lot on autopilot and we don't realize how detrimental that can be to us. And um, several things had happened in my life that I made very drastic changes in and leaving corporate was one of those drastic changes. I thought I was going to be a uh, retiree of corporate. I was just a dedicated, loyal employee, worked very, very hard. Um, I became an executive when I finally did step into the spotlight and say, me, 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 look at me. This is what I can do. This is what I've accomplished. Now, mind you, this was 20 some years later after I had already tolerated the abuse of people telling me, this is the only responsibility you need to be working on. Don't put your fingers over here in this stuff. This is the only, you know, your responsibilities are this. I would be told I was a bull in a china shop. I wasn't a leader. I can't do this. I can't do that. You need to work harder on this. No one ever focused on what I was really good at. They focused on everything that I lacked, you know, the lack. So it, the whole lack mindset really kind of embedded in me like, I have all this stuff about me I need to fix. It really wasn't about this abundance mindset. It wasn't until a few years before I left corporate that I started doing a lot of self-development. I traveled a lot. We're talking a lot, like three weeks a month. I would be in a car a lot by myself and a plane, you know, working. So I had a lot of time by myself. I read numerous books. I would just write and write and write on the freeway. You know, every, anything that came to my mind, I would just write a sticky note down. So I knew there was something, someone inside of me just screaming to get out, like the Colleen was screaming to get out. And I started noticing my career from an outside perspective. When you start noticing your life or your career and you can see it from the outside and remove yourself, that's when you know you're analyzing and something needs to change. And I, I didn't want to go into the corporate office anymore. Um, I kind of felt like I was playing in a children's sandbox. It just didn't fit for me. And there were some wonderful women I did work with, but there were some women that were terrible and they would go for the jugular and it was competition. It was about trying to keep you suppressed. And I knew that if we all were to band together, all the women in the, in the company, we could have made a lot of changes and we could have created more opportunities at the executive level for women instead of fighting against each other. And so I wanted to create an opportunity for women and have like a club, but not a mean girls club. So <laughs> that's how lead up for women actually started. And then it just flourished into what it is today. But I wanted to surround myself with the women that supported me as an entrepreneur because I knew it was going to be hard and it was going to test me and challenge me. And I knew I needed women that were in my corner that could fuel me and be there for me. And that was why I created it. It was kind of selfish, I guess. To <laughs> well, but it has gone on to... Um... Um, show a lot of women that there is a way to come out of themselves and to stand up and to speak up, right? I was, I wanted to ask you, um, when people are drawn to your um, community and your coaching, 
what do you find is the most common uh, challenge that they have? Yeah. So that brings us to the next step. Okay. Um, that I wasn't planned, by yeah. the way. Yeah. yeah, I started wanting to surround myself with women and I had an intention with that. So I'm not going to say it was selfish because my intention with that was very clear. I wanted to be in an organization where women supported each other, loved each other, lifted each other, helped each other, collaborated with each other, opened doors for each other, didn't feel like we were competition to each other, mm -hmm. but more of, um, you know, a synergy between us. But I also knew that the number one thing that all those businesses I opened and launched all those years, the number one thing that created success for them was visibility. Even if the, even if the owner of the business struggled to be a good business owner, if they had great visibility, then people would show up. So being visible is the biggest issue that female entrepreneurs face today. So that is why I created all the platforms. And that's the biggest issue that women have when they come to me is one, they know that what they have is great. They are so passionate about wanting to impact the world. One, they have a hard time being seen. If everyone just knew about me, right? If I, if I was on the Oprah show, if I was on the news channel, if I was in this magazine, if this person put me on this pedestal, then everyone would buy my products. If I was in Shark Tank, you know? So we know what visibility does for you because anyone that's on any of these platforms, what happens to their businesses? Right. They quadruple, they go into the millions, trillions, billions. So because we know what, awareness and visibility can get you. I wanted to create a community where women can get that visibility. So visibility is the number one problem. But then once they start stepping into the visibility, the second problem, which is you said, why do they, what's the common thing that they come to you for is clarity. Most of them love so much what they do, but they have a hard time articulating that and leaving a lasting impression with people that they meet. So they're not clear on their products that they offer. They're not, they're, not pay, they're not charging enough. Let me tell you that right now. When I start working with women, generally they're not charging enough for what they're worth. That's another thing. They struggle with their worth mm -hmm. and the clarity of how to articulate what it is that they do that differentiates them from someone else. Because no, nothing drives me crazier mm -hmm. than when someone says, well, who's your competition? Aren't you just like this women's organization? I'm like... We are so different. Let me tell you all the ways, right? And I can only talk to what I do. Yeah. I can't really talk to what e-women do or Polkadot does or Nabu does because unless I'm a member of those, which I am of several of those, then I can talk to what they do. But the more that I even collaborate with other of those female organizations, the greater my community is able to expand their influence mm -hmm. and be in more and more spotlights. So... So uh, just to, um, to summarize that, so uh, visibility, mm. clarity, mm -hmm. not charging enough. And these are things, uh, okay, and, and differentiating, knowing what your sweet spot is or knowing yeah. what, what um, your, um, uh, what do they call it? Your, um, uh, your unique selling proposition, so to speak, right, is. And I, okay, so that all fits into a sense of, um, it kind of funnels down in my mind to relationships and knowing how to build relationships, because for me, that's where it's all about all at. I realize that we have to be visible. We have to be seen out there. We have to get our name out there so that more and more people know who we are. And I must say, 
as an aside that since I've met you, Colleen, and I've met um, a lot of other people through networking over this past several months, um, a lot of them know who you are. So that's wow. awesome. Right. No, and it's great. Yeah. Because, um, I've been um, looking for the right people to invite with my um, sponsor tickets to your event that's coming up, which I'll talk about. We'll talk about in a minute. But um, because I want to make sure that the people that come are people who need to be there yeah. you know, for one reason or another. Anyway. Um, Do you so, mind if we touch on relationships real quick? Because no, I want to talk about I, that. Yeah. Yes. I think you made a very valid point with that. People ask me the question, or when I get interviewed, the question I get a lot is, how have you been able to build this community so big so fast? Mm -hmm. And I tell people it took 20 years. And they're like, oh, so you've been doing that? And I said, no, I haven't been doing this for 20 years, but I've been building relationships for 20 years. So all of the people that I've networked with over the years, all of the people that I've kept in contact with, followed up, followed through, stay connected with, cared about them. When I started this organization, they were the first ones to jump on board. So I had a huge list of people that I'm connected with to start you. with. That trust yeah. you, that know, that like trust me, trust. that know me, that like me. So that's how I started. Then from there, I just kept building. And then those people that maybe have been connected with me 15 years ago, maybe they're not in my community today because they are doing something else or whatever it may be. So you have to have a starting point. Mm -hmm. And the more you foster relationships with people, they will then start talking about you in other circles. So I hear that a lot, Janice. I will see someone, I'll come into a networking event where it's maybe my first time or I know one other person. And then before I know it, people are personally chatting me saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're here. I've been told that, you know, I need to meet you. This is like serendipitous and it's everywhere I go. And I, I really do believe that's not because I'm one and done and I just you know, ask my team to book all these podcasts and get me on all these speaking events and just show up. I know people like that, Janice, and they just literally show up, do their thing because yeah. it's all about them. And then they expect people to come to them. And that's not who I am. I put the women in my community first, but if I am preaching to them that they need to show up and network and get in spotlights everywhere they can and submit blogs for other companies and write articles and whatever they can do to keep themselves top of mind in their brand, I have to go first. I have to always be the one to go first. Absolutely. And I'm so glad that you talked about that because that's the core of who I am. And when, and I knew that about you right away. I'm a pretty good judge of character. And, uh, and then, there's, then there's clues, right? Because success leaves clues. And when we first had a one-on-one -on -one conversation, you were like, we'll do this, we'll do that. And I'm, you know, sharing this and sharing that. And, you know, you're a person of action you make things happen and you follow through on what you say. And you're pretty quick to answer my emails, which I really appreciated. At the same time, I've experienced somebody else on a networking platform. In fact, it was the very same one that I, event that I met you at. There was somebody else there who was, had an organization and I reached out to that person and, um, you know, to test the waters and find out more about her organization and wanted to have a conversation. And I think I did it through LinkedIn, as I mostly do. And all I got back was, here's our events. Here's this. Here's that. Nothing to my personal question. So that told me a lot. 
and that wasn't the kind of person that I wanted to be connected with. So you, you can just see that right away from somebody. And um, building relationships is one thing. Nurturing them and keeping them is another. You, you wanted to say something, I think. I Yeah, you know, success comes from the follow-up and the follow-through. Um, it's very rare. In fact, maybe never. Um, that I've ever met someone and a transaction happened in that moment because they were just like, here, let me give you my credit card and you can charge me for, you know, it doesn't happen that way. And we need to realize that people are, you know, they make decisions based on emotions. So, um, so if they're making decisions based on emotions, how do you make them feel? Do they feel like they trust your organization? Do they feel like you're going you're gonna to follow through and do what you say you said you're going to do? Again, if I'm not going first and I'm not making the women or empowering the women to feel comfortable or that they're really going to get what they say, and then if the women in my community aren't happy, they're not going to be out there telling anyone else about me. So if you really want to scale your business and you want to earn a lot of money, which I, I mean, my goal is to really help women be millionaires, multimillionaires, billionaires, because we have the capacity to do that. A, you just have to believe in yourself, right? Your belief has to be greater than your fears. Mm-hmm. Your faith has to be bigger than your self-doubt. And your desire has to be greater than, you know, your laziest day. You, you have to take action. Yes. And if you're willing to do these things, know that that's not a longevity plan. Like you don't have to work that hard that long. If you're really wanting to do those things to become rich, you work in spurts that are really hard to then enjoy that, what you've put your work into, you know, you get to enjoy the return then. So uh, do I show up at a lot of networking events? Yes. Do I uh, partner with a lot of people? Yes. The partnerships and collaborating with people is really what helps me then keep expanding my business because like you said, other people are talking about me when I'm not in the room. And that's when you know you're starting to make an impact. Yes, Steve Jobs, right? That's that's who said that, so powerful. So um, let's tell my audience a little bit about the um, upcoming event that I'm so excited to be part of, and that's your LEAP event, which takes place in August. Now, I understand you put on, you put on events over- Every day. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, every day. But um, this was, but you put on in-person events, um, uh, yeah. conferences and so on. And so this has got a little different twist now with the yeah. way the world is right now. But tell my audience about it because there is time um, for them to get involved and I'm excited. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, w- I always like to tell everyone that it took me a while. My husband nudged me a little bit because when I came out of corporate America, I had this vision of building this community, which mm-hmm. was lead up for women. And that's what I've done. And anyone that owns a membership community like this knows you do not become rich off of a community or a network, (laughs) like, you know, lead up for women. Um, You're really in service, right? Of a lot of other women and helping them grow their businesses. Yes, my businesses grow, but you know, that's, it's not, it's, it's not what it's for. So my husband said to me, you know, you have 20 years of coaching over 300 businesses. Why aren't you doing that? Like these women needs, you always tell me how much help they need. They don't have the knowledge that you have because, you know, you just, I I guess I took it for granted and didn't realize how much I learned during Mm -hmm. all those years. And then thinking, oh, the women, if they're female entrepreneurs, they got it all going on. They already know all this. Then I realized they didn't. And it was very simple fixes. So I decided to 
come out of the closet as a coach, bring my business skills to the entrepreneur world for women and start working with them uh, one-on-one. So I started doing that um, in the last year and it's been flourishing. It's been wonderful. It lights me up. It's everything I love. And my dream was to put on a business conference because I'm probably not like a lot of people, but talking about numbers and business and growth and what you can do to grow. I am just like running around happy with a tutu on when I, oh, wow. you know, and so, um, a friend of mine asked me, she said, why don't you do a big like business conference that you could just gather a whole bunch of people? And I said, that's brilliant. I think I'll do that. So I created the LEAP event and LEAP stands for lead with enhanced acceleration to reach your peak performance. Hmm. So this is all about helping each female who's a female entrepreneur really lead in a more accelerated way in her business because it sucks when you have no wins. I'm just going to share that. Mm -hmm. It sucks. When you have win after win after win, you're fueled, you can keep going. When you are still stuck in the mud and you're not making the money you want to make and you're still shelling out money, you can lose your momentum quick Mm -hmm. and give up. And I don't want women to give up. So I'm going to give them secrets and tips on how I can help them accelerate their growth and really reach their peak performance because I don't think all of us are ever operating at our peak performance, but when you really realize what that is, you strive for that every day because we're always hitting that ceiling and then having to grow a little bit more and then work through Mm -hmm. that. So I want to share every, all my 20 years of knowledge and wisdom and experience with them and give them a lot of what I share with my private clients on how they can grow their businesses. So this is a great opportunity for three days Mm -hmm. just to learn from me. And I have other sponsors coming in, other speakers coming in. So I know that running a business is not a one person show. Mm -hmm. It takes a team of people around me to run the businesses I run. So I'm bringing in people like you, Janice, and so many other entrepreneurs out there that have services and products that we need as entrepreneurs for us to be successful. So Mm -hmm. I'm aligning with all of them because I want the women there to really have all those resources all in one place and understand why it's important for them to use them. Um, Because again, when we make those decisions that helps accelerate our growth, we can, you know, truck along at five miles an hour, or you can get a sports car, which is what I love. And you can get in it and get zero to a hundred and, you know, six, (laughs) right. So uh, which is what I would prefer um, to go as fast as possible because I love fast cars, you know? So I like to move quick uh, yeah. on decisions and I know that's the fastest path to wealth. And so even if, even if they walk out of there with one nugget or two nuggets or three nuggets or just understanding that they need to make some changes in their business, it, we've won. They've won. We've and that, won. Is, that event is taking place August? August 11th. 11th through August 13th. And it is going to be a little different this year, not knowing what was happening with the pandemic and if people felt comfortable enough to travel. And I started planning it back in March, right? Mm -hmm. Of 2021. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure where we would be. So I decided to still do it virtual, but it's a very different type of virtual event. This isn't where everyone just, we're all sitting in our rooms and I'm in bare feet and I'm on zoom I'm renting a hotel room and I have a stage set up and I have speakers that are flying in to speak on stage. We have a dashboard where you can go into each booth. And this is very much ran like a live event. It'll be ran exactly like a live event, 
but it but but those attendees do not have to fly to Arizona and they can attend through Zoom, but mm -hmm. it's going to be treated much like a live event. So we're not recording it to share it later mm -hmm. or anything that anyone misses. You know, you got to attend live to mm -hmm. to get it live. Well, yeah. it'll be a, a lot of fun. And and, and I, I've never done one like this before. So um, I think it'll be interesting to yeah. see, you know, how it goes. And um, and so I'm looking forward to that. I also noticed that and have checked out that you have, I know you have a podcast as well, but you have a magazine. Tell me about yeah. that. Yeah. Thanks for asking. That was the first thing we launched when we launched the business with the magazine. And I teamed up with a publisher who had been doing this for over 20 years and why I wanted to do a magazine is because I wanted each woman in the community to have a place to earn credibility. And many women as entrepreneurs, they don't have that credibility. This is why I became a speaker. It's why I became an author when I came out as an entrepreneur, because when you're looking to be in the media, they look at those things. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to choose you over someone that maybe isn't an author, or isn't a publisher, or isn't a speaker. Um, and so the magazine is intended for not only for the consumers and the community to be able to learn from other women, hear their stories, um, and get their tips and tricks on different subjects. You know, some are speaking, some are meditation, some are about balance, some are about um, nonprofits. This, this magazine was created so each member could write an article become a published author in a magazine and then take that because we share that with them and then go and market themselves right. to show that they're, that they're in a magazine and they can use that on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many areas that they can show uh, their credibility of the expert mm -hmm. that they are in their field. Yeah. yeah. So you've got, I love that you, that you see the power in collaboration and I love that um, by working with you, these people have access to so much more and you bring a lot to the table. I love it. And the time has gone so fast. I can't believe it. So I want to ask you a couple of quick um, questions before we, um, before we end. And um, I think one of them, one of the things, because I love working with um, people who are just starting out or, you know, are looking for a way to step it up a little bit. And I know that that's your, um, sort of secret sauce too. And um, what is, can you give me like a couple of, I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but can you give me a couple of examples of people that have either been part of your community and jumped right in with three feet and, um, and saw them blossom or worked with you individually and saw such a huge change in, in what they're doing? Yeah, I'll, the first one that's probably the most common that many have heard of would be, she's actually my executive assistant in Mel Carr. Oh, I yes. Her, I met her in um, March of 2020, right during, I mean, I think it was April. It okay. was right during the pandemic when everything just shut down. She'd started her VA business in January, had worked with some other coaches and some things that did help her start establishing. But then when she met me, I was so intrigued by her. She loved lead up for women. She joined the second we met. Mm. Uh, she would advertise on Instagram and Facebook when she would get a magazine or whenever there was an event, she was constantly. And I said, who is this lady who is just like this huge diehard lead up for women follower and uh, find out, you know, she's a VA. And so when I was looking for a VA, I called her and said, Hey, I want to, um, 
hire you to come on and be my VA. And um, I promise you that I'm going to help um, expose your business so you grow. She now has um, how many, I don't even know how many clients she has, 20 some clients. She's grown over 16 or $18,000 a month. Wow. Uh, and she was like 1500 <laughs> you know, a month when <laughs> yeah. I met her. Yeah. So, and that's all lead up for women. It is the people she met in lead up for women that introduced her to other people. It was referrals directly from me. Every single person she works with has been a direct referral of someone in lead up for women or outside of lead up for women. So she's but, one story. Okay. Let me just go back backwards in on that for a second. So would you say though, it's because um, she was open to coaching. She was, she was listening. She was doing what you know, she needed to do from you because, um, uh, and referrals, of course, make referrals, make the best business anyway, but, um, to go, to jump like 10 X her business is like something, something happened. Well, let me tell you what she did. She showed up. Yes. So the women in the community, and this goes across the board, I could give nine examples, but we don't have enough time. Yeah. The women that show up to the events, they show up to the Teaching Tuesday events we do. They actually sign up and teach a workshop. When you become a member, you get a document and there's you know several links on that document. And this document gets you uh, booked for the podcast, for your workshop, for a member Monday Spotlight, for a Thrive Thursday Spotlight, for doing an article in the magazine, for doing the top 10 tips in the magazine. It gets you booked for the lunch and learn. Everything you can think of that we do, you can book all of that from this, this one sheet. And nothing brings me more joy than when I see a member join and just see all these emails come in my inbox because they're booking all of these appointments. When you show up, I have women that have made $20,000, you know, $40,000 within lead up. When you show up, you collaborate, you take this and you jump into the community and you are there to teach what it is that you do, step into every spotlight, show up in every spotlight available to you and really expand your influence. All of them have gained more revenue, not only more friends, not only more in their community, right? So more contacts, mm -hmm. more doors have opened for them, but they've also gained confidence, self-esteem and revenue. And really, those are the things that we're going after. I'm sorry, but you can't run a business on hope and love. And, you know, it has to be on money. You need money to run a business. And if you truly want to make an impact, you need a lot of money to make a greater impact. So it's really, truly about growing your businesses and growing your influence. So that's just one story. Of course, I have plenty of women I've worked with that I've coached that have come to me and needed their legs underneath of them because they lost their self-confidence, even though they've been doing this for 20 years and then have walked away, you know, after coaching with me, making $30,000 a month. So it, it's not always the goal of everyone to make a lot of money per month. Sometimes their goal is I work too much. I need to make as amount of money I make, but I want to have more time with my family. So how can you give me 50% back my time and still make this amount of money? So that's what we're challenged with to make happen. So again, it just depends on the situation, but that is what women are getting in my community is exposure. Um, they're building their self-confidence and their self-esteem, which means they're, they're fine to raise their prices. They don't mind to ask other people to help them. So the collaboration's real mm -hmm. and, uh, and I'm seeing it work. I'm seeing it work. 
Well, amazing, amazing work that you're doing. And if people that are listening to this podcast can't hear the energy that you bring to the table, then something's wrong. And uh, I I think my one last question that I'm going to ask you is, what's the one piece of advice that you would give my audience? There are um, some men that listen, um, thanking thanking them too, but um, uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, Uh, those are my, that's my audience. And so what's one piece of advice you would leave with them? Yeah. The, the biggest piece of advice that I would leave that's been the biggest failure in my business when I first started was I kept chasing the shiny objects, right? A lot of people (laughs) would be like, come over here. I can help you come over here. I can help you sign up with me, sign up with me, sign up with me. And uh, what happens is we direct now our focus to so many different things and we lose momentum. So you need to stick with what it is you do best and focus on that. And only put the people in your path that are going to help you achieve the goal for that year. So whatever that vision is, the greater vision, break it down to the annual goal. And then everything you do in that annual timeline, you only put the people in your path that are gonna help you achieve that goal period. If someone says, oh, but you can come over here and write a book that was not on my agenda this year, right? So be careful because when you start splitting your time and start pulling yourself off to do something you didn't intend to do, then that's going to slow you down. It's not going to speed you up. So that would probably be the one piece of advice is really narrow in on what your goal is that year and only put the things, products, people, places, into that mix that match what your goal is for that year. That's and, amazing. That's really good advice I, I, because I've been that squirrel. Oh, it's so yeah. easy. And mostly because I love learning. And yeah. so it takes you away from, you know, the, the, the building that you need to do or the planning that you need to do because I can go over here and I can watch this or do that. And I love learning. Yeah, and learning is like, you know, I, I use a quote all the time that says, if learning is beneath you, then leadership is beyond you. So we need to constantly be learning. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's no conference I shouldn't be attending because I think I know more, right? right? I'm always learning. I'm always putting myself in a place where I can learn more because I might hear something different from someone. It's like, oh yeah, I never thought about it that way. And then I've learned something new now. So I really do think learning is important. Um, And so I I do hope, and I I hope it's okay if I, I give this away, but I really do hope that your listeners consider taking the advantage of, I I don't do this that often, but I am offering free tickets Mm. to your, um, to your listeners from this podcast to attend my event. Now my general admission tickets start at $97 and the VIP tickets are 147. So I'm offering them a huge value here to be able to come for free to this event. And after July 15th, they actually increase. Um, those are early bird prices. So they can all come for free, which is amazing. So you yes. get you know all the speakers. Very generous. But we do need to continue our learning throughout. So what is it that you need to learn in your business for you to be able to get to that next level? Who do you need to be introduced to? Um, and don't forget to, to ask other people to help you. You never know, right? I know. Ask. Right. What's the answer is always no. 
That's right. Unless you ask. Yeah, exactly. Well, this has been a delight. I thank you so much, Colleen, for taking the time to be on my podcast. There are so many nuggets there that my audience can take away and think about. And, um, and also uh, very generous of you to offer free tickets to your event. I'll put all that in the show notes. And um, again, thank you so much. Uh, for being here and thank you to my audience i you know how much i care and appreciate that you are here and that you subscribe i'd love you to make a comment around this this uh, podcast as you've listened to it and tell us what you learned the most and uh, remember to stay connected and be remembered thank you so much for listening to the podcast today If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.